0: Our mission is clear it's time to change healthcare have no fear today is the day this is the hour together you know we've got the power drop the silos we're all the same team patients doctors tech and marketing how can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been yeah we've tried so join us now join the revolution digital health is the evolution Status quo, more like status, no Yeah, this is the Healthcare Wrap Y'all come on, let's go Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap Where we are ushering in the future of healthcare And the status quo no longer exists Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology And we check yesterday's thinking at the door where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the healthcare wrap. Hi, and welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I am joined by my co-host, Peter Balistrieri. How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing fabulous. Peter, how are you? Good. Let's get this going today. Let's start it off. Holy cow. Like This is kind of amazing to actually be back on the air. This is uh, super, super cool. I'm stoked. Like I'm not going to
1: lie. First time on the air for me, so I'm really stoked, and I'm very happy that I'm doing this with you. This is going to be a great podcast, and we have a lot of great stuff to talk about. So I'll let you kick it off, and then we'll get into this thing.
0: Let's get into it right now. All right, let's do this. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. I mean, this is, this is a new thing. This is something we are trying. We want to bring you into this. Some things that we have just learned along the way, we're just learning what we can and, and trying to figure out where healthcare marketing is headed. And so we, we want you to join us on this journey. And you
1: probably have a, quite a few questions in mind right about now. Especially with the music that we started with and all that great stuff, which thanks again for that great intro. That was a great drop-in, dude. I love that.
0: Uh, Oh my gosh. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. Just to tell you the truth, we're we're serious about moving forward and and changing things in our industry, but uh, we're going to have some fun along the way, for sure.
1: I think you have to on a podcast because we're going to be talking about some heavy things. It is a long journey, and it is a journey. So, we want to have some fun as we're doing this, and we have this theme, this kind of rap theme. Jared and I both love old-school rap. We love vinyl and all that kind of great stuff. So, so, you know, we've kind of married these two things together, and like, let's do this. I love the idea, by the way.
0: Absolutely. We should talk about where the idea came from. We should. You know what? Let's do uh, some introductions first. Let's All tell right. people a little bit about ourselves. I've heard people uh, can tell a lot of, about you by uh, your DJ name.
1: I heard that myself, yes. Oh,
0: well. Pfft, yes. So, crazy. Let's hear what you got. Okay. It's kind of embarrassing. It's almost like a bowling name, right? Like, Like, <laughs> my bowling name, you know, I have no reason for it, but mine's always Spartacus. It just is. I think, you know, in high school when I'd go bowling, I mean, that was the last thing you'd think of when you see my scrawny frame. So it <laughs> just stuck, though. So nowadays people are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't either. So just don't ask. So this is kind of along the same lines, but it's our DJ names. And uh, mine, mine came about a few years ago. I've, I've, I've DJed, like, music playlists, but I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sitting here scratching the vinyl. I wish I was. I yeah. mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, I think you could uh, give me some insights here on, on what a <laughs> true DJ means. <laughs> but as far as that goes, my DJ name uh, in the past has been uh, Master J. Yeah. Master or Master? I think we go with Master J. Okay, you got it. Sometimes it's sometimes just easy to, easier to say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd
0: like to say it rolls off the tongue, but it kind of doesn't. <laughs> so, one way or the other, uh, there's a long story behind it. The short version is years and years ago, I was involved in actually a, a Boy Scout organization, and my role was actually called uh, the Scout Master. And so, these kids would uh, tease a little bit, and every time I'd order them around a little bit, they'd be like, yes, sir, Master J.
1: There you go. And that just stuck. It stuck. Uh, I love it. It sounds great. I mean, it's perfect. So mine is Triple B. I've had that one for a long time. So why it became Triple B is it's uh, the shortened version of a longer version. That I, when I first started doing rap music, it was Beat Blast and Bally My last Ooh. name is Ballister. So it got shortened to Triple B, and then they actually just started calling me Triple. But we'll go with Triple B right now. I think it's a good one. But I used to I had a sampler and a drum machine, and we did we kind of did all kinds of R and B and and uh, rap music when we were when I was growing up. So there's a little bit of background there. I like to do that kind of stuff. I like to make my own music. I like the sample I love all that kind of stuff so this is great it's kind of coming full circle now we're adding in my professional life into this so here's where we are sometimes things just kind of come to a, a point and you're like yeah
0: this yeah. is where they're supposed to be couldn't agree more I couldn't <laughs> agree more <laughs> awesome so a uh, triple b so we may just throw those in Here and uh, there, at, right? at random times absolutely mm-hmm. Very nice. So I guess kind of one one of the other questions I think our listeners might have right about this moment would be, so what's the healthcare app all about? What is that? And why would people tune in to us? So I can give you my take, Peter, and then uh, I'd love to hear what you think. Go for it. There are a couple places where this came from. Why would people listen to us about anything to do with healthcare marketing? I think just first and foremost because we are – in the trenches every day i've been in healthcare marketing since uh, 2006 sounds like a long time but so much has happened in that time as as uh, everyone listening knows i think when we're looking at how to engage a community how to create a community we want you guys all to be there with us as we make this journey because i feel like we're not just sitting here in an ivory tower coming up with stuff uh, throwing it at you and saying hey you ought to do this you ought to do this we're like holy cow this was hard <laughs> yeah this one didn't work out that well
1: and you'll hear that too i think as we go along we don't know everything and we're going to put it to you guys to give suggestions. Talk to us about it. You know, even outside the podcast, connect with us. Let us know what you're thinking because it is a journey and it's changing every mile marker as we go forward. I mean, it literally is. And you and I have been in it now for a while. You, like you said, 2006. Think about what it was like then and where it's going now.
0: No, well, the main question then was which billboards are we? reserving this month, <laughs> right. which doctor's yeah. faces get on them. So I mean, it is, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. So the other part is, so what's the healthcare wrap all about? Here's my take again, Peter, like you said, there there's some reasons on both ends where we just felt like this was the right time to do this. For me, it kind of came about during a couple of keynote presentations I was able to give in 2017, but as an icebreaker at the beginning of these presentations, I would do a little rap, just introduce myself.
1: And, and if you haven't
0: seen it, you got to check it out. It's good stuff. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> it's one of those things you look back like, I can't believe I did that. And it's slightly terrifying, but then, you know, you get a lot of, a lot of comments and that's what would happen after these presentations, people would come up and it was kind of an icebreaker for them to come up too and say, Hey, rap was cool, but here's this question I've got. And. What I realized is there was a theme in those questions. More often than not, folks were coming up and saying, you know what, a lot of things you're saying, because I was talking about how to take the next step in healthcare marketing, kind of what the future of it is and where it's headed, how to get there. And they're like, you know what, a lot of that resonated with us. and, And we admit we've been doing the same things for a long time. And we know we need to get somewhere. We're just not sure how to get there. And that theme kept on resonating there and on social media, I mean, on, on LinkedIn, we're having some great conversations there as well. And this has gotten to the point where, you know, towards the end of last year, I thought, you know, we seriously, we need to activate our community and create An ongoing conversation about this because we are all asking the exact same questions. So for me, that took the form of of a rap because you know, for one, it really can be an icebreaker between us. So Peter, I mean, I'd love to hear just kind of what what your thoughts are.
1: And rap tells a story, and that's kind of what we're doing here. So kind of my story is: Do I was in healthcare quite a long time ago. You know, I took a little bit of a break, took about a four and a half year break, but the time of my healthcare before that. I learned some amazing things. And I come at this a little bit from a different side of of more of a content uh, side of things. And I guess that's why I'm really excited too because what you represent, Jared, and what your knowledge is and and my knowledge, I think when we put these two together, I think that's going to allow us to get down a path and really talk about how we marry data and content to get us down to where healthcare marketing is going. And so you'll hear this as we go along. I like to force the issue. I like to try new things. And I was very fortunate in my experiences, in my healthcare experiences, before I was in a system that allowed it, actually. So I got to try some amazing things, and I want to I build on those. And what I heard when I would, would do some webinars and when I would go to conferences was, how did you get that done? How did you persuade the CEOs or the CMOs or these top doctors in these, in these different centers of excellence? How did you do that? And that was a constant theme. So what I want to get across in this is not to just do those things to just do those things to say. We're not here to create PR extravaganzas. There has got to be reasons why, strategic reasons why. But then you also have to be able to kind of link it back to data and, and show, you know, did it work? Did it not work? And I think that's kind of the exciting part about this particular podcast. That's why I'm very excited because, you know, you can think of all the greatest things to do. But if it's not strategic or if it's not performing, it's like, what, the tree falls in the woods kind of a thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where I'm coming from. I am so excited to, to do this with you because I feel like we're coming from different angles, and I think it's going to be an amazing kind of marriage on these two ideas of where healthcare marketing is going to go.
0: Well, I'm all about marriages of ideas. Yes. So, yes. you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes. You know? I love just thinking about having different starting points but all getting in the same, the same direction. Yeah. Right Confluence. Right confluence big word. convergence <laughs> look at that uh, we are going to throw some big words around at you guys we'll see what happens with that which brings up a good point you know people ought to engage with us and let us know when we're just using words that are too big or too small i would say <laughs> right you know uh, let us know what you think we're going to uh, we're online at healthcarerap.com you know without further ado there what we want to do is uh, introduce you to a couple of segments that we're trying out here and the first one is called rap battle <laughs> Rap Battle! Rap Battle. We're sticking yeah. with kind of the rap theme. You, you see the theme? Um, I guess it's not very hard to tell, huh? Right. Subtle as always, I know. But the rap battle is where we're going to challenge an assumption. We're, we're going to do battle against an assumption that's been holding back healthcare marketing, we feel. And uh, the first one comes from a couple of different sources. So we are battling today is the assumption is healthcare marketing actually dead? Or is it alive? And if it's dead, should we revive it? If it's alive, should we kill it? Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: (laughs) So it's kind of where it is. And I'll tell you where that comes from. It's from a couple of different sources that have come out over the last few months. Uh, The first was a report by Forrester, and I believe it was in May of 2017, called The End of Advertising as We Know It. And it was uh, Forrester likes to make bold predictions, but they are all based on data and industry trends. And this wasn't just a healthcare specific. It was for marketing in general. But the idea was that kind of disassociating the advertising part of marketing you know what else is they're in marketing and, and they're making a good case for ad fraud meaning when the traditional data in advertising has been reach mm-hmm. or impressions mm-hmm. they show data there about ad fraud about how uh, you know an amount of your impressions could be just bots you know literally not human eyeballs mm-hmm. seeing those things mm-hmm. but them still being counted as impressions not necessarily in a nefarious way there's another big word yeah well uh, and skewing
1: the data basically right
0: right yeah. so at the end of the day not telling the clearest picture of the effectiveness of your advertising and in digital, point of the fact that Facebook and Google are really the only two digital media sources that are people are spending more, and we see no end to that, quite frankly, so it was making the point of you know what else have you got in your marketing to account for that, and are you factoring that in and into your media budgets? The second source was book uh, Killing Marketing. By Joe Palitzin and Robert Rose, who were the co-hosts of uh, the This Old Marketing podcast, and as most of you know, Joe founded the Content Marketing Institute, love, the organizers ooh, of yeah. Content Marketing World, the event. Joe's called the grandfather of content marketing. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I had the pleasure of actually interviewing Joe for a podcast episode a couple of years
1: ago. I mean, I only briefly met him. He was a great guy. I love CMI. It's it's awesome. I oftentimes would pull that up and show my bosses, like, this. Look at look. I'm not the only one that's saying this.
0: <laughs> right, right. I do. It's nice and we do an episode actually on kind of conferences and like organizationally how to make that a priority i think that's a good thing because uh, one thing we definitely want to focus on in our programming here is organizationally culturally how do we change that so great point point. and it's interesting because in this book the premise was what if everything that we knew about marketing meaning the way that we've always done things what if that's actually what's holding us back uh, what if there's more to marketing than just optimizing our advertising dollars which is where we can get stuck. Not to say that's not important, but if that's the only thing we're focusing on, then we could be missing out on content marketing strategies that in the long term almost always set us up for better success. So the premise was called Killing Marketing. The idea was giving some examples of companies that have used content marketing as an actual profit center instead of just marketing as a as a cost center. To me, truly mind-blowing concepts there. Loved it. And then the third one was just released very recently in, uh, in January called The End of Hospital Marketing by Chris Bevelo of Revive Health. And Chris is a friend, and I had the opportunity to kind of read an advanced copy of it and his premise is slightly different even though the title is kind of similar. Killing Marketing the end of hospital marketing, yeah. the end of advertising Great doomsday. I know I know and it's funny because you dig in and, and the concepts are related but still a little different Chris's premise was that we've always said that healthcare marketing is behind the times we're behind other industries. He's the author of the Joe Public books, the first one Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. Great thoughts about mm-hmm. hospital branding. I mean at the time it was revolutionary and it's still to this day something that, that we refer back to uh, often. This newest version so it's like the third book in the Joe Public series. And this premise had to do with the fact that there are enough hospitals that are early adopters that are making up that ground, that there really isn't necessarily a difference for some hospitals in their marketing as there is. And my takeaway in that was just a, a degree of hope it was the thought that we don't have to just sit here and languish in the status quo and say,
1: oh, well, we're just going to be behind. Oh, well, we're we're healthcare marketing, right? We're always behind. It's
0: kind of like you you get labeled in middle school as, you know, the athletic kid or the non-athletic kid Mm -hmm. or, you know, the the one with glasses or whatever, and you own that label. It starts to become you if you're not careful. Sometimes it made me wonder at this book, if I've fallen victim to that myself, if I just said, oh, well, we're just behind, like you just said, Peter. Maybe we'll just always be that way. Maybe we just don't need to try to change things too much. Where all these things came back to is changing the Status quo in healthcare marketing. I don't know, Peter. Like, what are your thoughts just on the, those titles and kind of some of those themes?
1: It's funny because you mentioned three books and all of them have this kind of doomsday marketing, you know, approach, you know, just kind of nuking marketing as we go forward. My thought on it is that it's almost like a semantics thing for me because when I say marketing, I oftentimes will think, you know, clickbait, things like that. Like the word marketing is almost synonymous with you know, hawking your wares, you know, and kind of <laughs> in pushing things out there in a less than savory way, I should say. You need, I think, a mixture of this kind of approach. It's it's ingredients, right? It's ingredients and sometimes I cringe when I hear I' In the marketing department, right? Because it's not really just marketing anymore. It, it's kind of maybe use communications, right? So it's PR, it's marketing, it's advertising, it's branding, you know, it's all of those things. It's content marketing, it's all those things rolled together to fit into the best profiles and the best channels and the best message types so you got to have all those so I think they're on the right path but I still am a big believer in kind of a holistic approach if you will I know that's cliche and overused in business Mm -hmm. but I really do feel like and I can't wait to read Chris's book too so I'm, I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is interesting. For our first rap battle, I think we have battled pretty well. I don't know what you think.
1: I agree. I definitely <laughs> agree. In our, in our format, this is going to be the meat of the podcast. We'll have some of our heavier duty subject matter at this point in the podcast. Do you agree?
0: Absolutely. If our goal is that we've gotten ourselves and and you as listeners to think a little differently about our approach, then feel like, man, that's the part of the conversation we want to keep going. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, that was rap battle. We're going to try another one uh, real quick here. Yeah. It's called, let, let's try some freestyle. Right, right, we'll do freestyle. So, so this is new to us. Yes. We will truly see how this goes. <laughs> One thing we've noticed, and if we want to change the status quo in marketing, we can do better to see things from other points of view. And that usually requires some empathy for people outside of our department. It's easy to fall into this trap of, Oh my gosh, you know, you'll you never guess what this doctor asked me to do. Oh, uh, so-and-so just doesn't, you know, they just don't get marketing. The goal here is to actually uh, gain some empathy for those in other roles in our organizations. And so what we're going to try uh, when we say freestyle is we haven't planned this out. Our topic is going to be branding. So we know what the topic is, but we don't know which perspective is and until now. We're just going to put some papers in a, in a hat. We'll pick the perspective that we're going to take, and we'll just take a minute or two to kind of represent that perspective on the topic of branding. So let's see. We grab our our hat right here, and uh, let's let's see Uh, if you want to pick first. Where'd you get that top hat from? (laughs) You know, that's a whole different story, you know. I, uh, maybe we'll have to make that its own segment next time. Definitely. So let's see, what's on your piece of paper here? So Peter? I
1: have that branding is a t- tough thing for a CEO to get his, his mind around.
0: Okay, so CEO's perspective. For CEO's okay, perspective, Okay, yeah, t- yes. so tell me about that.
1: So branding is that word that oftentimes is kind of a, a dirty word, if you will, in, in, in the industry, the communications industry, because no one can seem to put their thumb exactly on what is branding because it can be multiple things. Okay, and it's a nebulous word. Nebulous words don't work with CEOs, right? That's like the last thing that they want to hear. And especially the last sentence or two that they want to hear is we are going to do a rebranding effort for your company or your health system, right? They cringe at that. Why? Because CEOs have built their reputation. They have built their organization, their health system on data. Branding is this kind of, again, nebulous, kind of squishy kind of approach. And when you get somebody that might be in, you know, thinking about, you know, they're from an agency or something along the lines and they don't fit to what a CEO looks like and they're instantly like, I don't know what you're trying to sell me. But I think a CEO needs to have branding. I think branding is important, but it needs to tie back to a strategy and it needs to show how did the branding, how was it successful? That is a key. And if you can't show that, then you got a problem. And the CEO will not support that. And I've seen that time and time again. I've seen agencies kick it over to them, and they can't do the tiebacks to what is this going to get the CEO's organization or company. There's just no dotted line tieback, and, and it oftentimes will fail because of that.
0: Great, great. I like this. Uh, yeah. the, this is really just even already getting me to think about things in a different way. Let's, let's try this. Again, These just kind of like a couple minutes each. Mm-hmm. So let's see. My paper here, uh, I've got Patience. 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 Okay. Branding from a patient's standpoint. Two minutes. Okay. Wow. There's a couple different directions I could go on this one. I think branding matters more to the marketing team than it does to the patient. I think it means something different. I think we do have to have our brand promise. We have to know what it is. We have to know what our positioning is. We do have to vet out the wording of it and do our research. Uh, We need to base it on some solid data. From the patient's standpoint, I feel like they care about our brand kind of like they do with Starbucks. I mean, what's the Starbucks Brand, quote unquote. It's kind of the experience, isn't it? It's the whole thing. It's the fact that you can order these things from your phone. You have these things available. You live for the mocha mocha latte, whatever. You know, I'm probably a bad example because I'm not a good uh, Starbucks customer <laughs> here. But you know what I mean. Like the experience itself, the the brand. Every time you interact with somebody at Starbucks, you expect a certain type of interaction. So I think from our perspective, traditionally we haven't in marketing necessarily thought of customer service or experience as part of it. Definitely heard a lot about that over the last few years about how it's just part of our brand, every single interaction. And so part of it's knowing once you start opening that door to looking at, start reading all of your reviews on Facebook or Google or Yelp, which we get a lot more on Google and Facebook, by yeah. the way, but yeah. some people for some reason still leave hospital reviews on Yelp. <laughs> once you start reading those, then you think, do we have to address every single one of these? And sometimes the answer is Yes. Sometimes it's, it's just putting those together. So I, I definitely think there's an impetus for us to think uh, literally from the front door as you walk into the campus, every interaction while you're on campus. And even it starts way before that doesn't. It starts with any research you're doing, often online or word of mouth, literally talking to other people, asking for recommendations on site. That patient experience starts in the parking lot. How hard was it to park? How far do I have to walk? Do I know where I'm walking? So, I feel like uh, all those things combined uh, talk about branding. So,
1: I don't know, you know, yeah. I, I, so uh, we, we just did a little freestyle there. I like that. See, this is good because it just allows us to kind of just, again, freestyle about things that we are experiencing, that we have experienced, that you might be experiencing in the future. I love this. I love this idea. I, I think it's great. That's awesome.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's do this again. Okay. We are coming up the end of our episode here. but. Holy cow! This is fun. Yeah, it really is, Peter. Uh, glad you're joining for this journey. I'm glad all of you listeners are joining as well. We'd love to hear from you again. Uh, we're at healthcarewrap.com, and uh, we look forward to engaging with you. Uh, let us know what topics you'd like to hear about. Uh, we have some other assumptions lined up that we're going to do some battle
1: against. You know, we're uh, all take this journey together. So, uh, and we may even have some special guests as we go forward in some of the volumes too. So, wouldn't that be crazy? I think we might be able to pull that off. So yeah, this will be great. And I appreciate you asking me to join this. I think this is a great platform for us to talk about where things are going in healthcare marketing, because I think it's going fast. You may not think of it if you're in it right now, but this podcast will help you to see there are some doors that are opening and I think that things are going to be happening pretty quickly here. So I'm excited about this.
0: Great. Well, Peter, yeah, thanks for joining for sure. We'll check out everyone next time on the Healthcare Wrap. Thanks for joining us.